We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to DC. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Here with you live and local on the Team 980 and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Ride with me for the next three hours. I'll take you up to 3 o'clock here on the new midday show here in town. The Burgundy and Gold today. The combination of myself, the legend, Scott Jackson, and the DOC, Rick Doc Walker. We got you covered weekdays 12 to 3 right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. The best commander's coverage in town. We got expert analysis, fan reaction, and the biggest names in Burgundy and Gold history. We always say here in the business that we never root for the team to lose because obviously, you know, it affects us in all honesty. The mood around here in this office right now after a two-game winning streak for the Washington Commanders, is sky high. EB of the Sports Junkies came up to me this morning and said, I told you they weren't dead yet, Linnell. You know, obviously, you know, he's referring to the Washington Commanders, who, like I just mentioned, picked up their second straight win Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. They were able to overcome a completely horrendous first half from quarterback Taylor Heineke, who got the start for the injured Carson Wentz. And now, believe it or not, this football team sits at three and four, winners of two straight. And to be quite frank, don't look now, folks. They have a life all of a sudden. Because the NFC playoff picture through the first seven weeks has been completely muddied, to say the least. Outside of Philadelphia, all the teams right now in the NFC have major glaring flaws and holes. Right now, in my opinion, every team in the conference outside of Philly can be beaten pretty much on any given Sunday. There is so much parity right now across the National Football League. It really is it really is awesome to see. And I say awesome from a fan's perspective, from a Washington fan's perspective, because the parity has allowed Washington to stay alive in this thing. Like I said, any team right now in this entire conference outside of Philly 
who is undefeated and they stand in a class of their own. They, they've earned that, that respect through the last six weeks. They got that. But any team outside of Philly can be beaten. So right now as we sit here on October the 25th, only five of the 16 teams in the NFC have a winning record. Seven of those teams have a record of three and four. Washington is included in that muddy, jumbled-up bunch. I say all that to say this. Washington, despite how bad they looked offensively against Chicago, despite how horrendous this defense has been at points in this season, all of a sudden, after two straight dubs, this team has a pulse. And the beautiful thing about it is they're going to be getting some pretty key pieces back here in the coming weeks. We found out yesterday. Chase Young, cross our fingers, barring anything unforeseen, is set to practice tomorrow for the first time this year. Jahan Dotson, rookie wide receiver, is going to be available for you here soon. Logan Thomas is going to be available to you here soon. Now, personally, I don't think Logan makes a ton of an impact if the other guys are healthy in that tight end room, but you get the point here. Washington, despite a 1-4 start, still has all their season goals right in front of them. They got to, quote-unquote, grab that proverbial brass ring. Go get it. Everything you want right now is out in front of you. Despite all the naysayers, despite the quarterback controversy, despite the lack of offensive success, despite the finger-pointing on defense, everything that you want right now is right in front of you. There is new life with the burgundy and gold. The biggest question that remains now for me Is it sustainable? Can Washington continue to win ugly? Because let's be, let's make no mistake about it. Let's not be blind here. That's what it's been. The past two weeks, that is what it's been. They have won ugly. The wins still count the same, but that's what it's been. And look, I'll take it. The players will take it. The fans will take it. The coaches will take it. The biggest test of how good these ugly wins are is if you can build off the positives in the ugly wins. Can you take bits and pieces away from each facet of the game the past two weeks in both these ugly wins? You've been able to see the impact that special teams has had on the game. Two game-changing plays on punt in back-to-back games. Two plays that if they don't happen, you don't win. Straight up. That's something to build off of. That's something to hang your hat on. So when I talk about the biggest test of how good these ugly wins are, I said, as if you can build off the positives in those ugly wins. That's what I mean. The past two weekends, the running game has proved to be very fruitful for you. And I know the coaching staff loves to see it because they feel like that's a part of who they are and who they need to be in order to have sustained success. And I'm with it. Let's do it. Whatever it's going to take, through hell or high water, as long as this team is winning, I really don't have too much complaints. I really don't have too much to be upset with. I really don't have too much to be angry with. But like I said, the guys in that locker room are picking up focus. They feel the sense of urgency, they want it bad right now. 
Because once you get that first taste of winning, it's addicting. It's something you want to feel each and every Sunday. Look at a guy like Terry McLaurin. How he's wearing his damn emotions on his sleeve right now. Guys feed off of that energy. That's the passion and energy that has been lacking from that side of the ball. So we'll see how things shake out here moving forward. But I do know this. After seven weeks of ball, Washington, the Burgundy and Gold, is alive and kicking. Just getting started here on the Burgundy and Gold today. Coming up at 1 o'clock, Sam Fortier of the Washington Post is set to join us. We'll get his thoughts on Sunday's win and how he anticipates it affecting this group moving forward. Plus, we'll talk quarterback with Sam as well. I mentioned earlier at the top, an up-and-down performance from Taylor Heineke, but he got the win. All that and more at 1 o'clock with Sam Fortier. Plenty to get to here on the Burgundy and Gold today. You know how I get down to the people's show. Tap in with me all show long, one of two ways. Team 980 listener lines wide open, 301-230-0980. Twitter and Instagram, you can get there. You can get get with me there as well, N-E-L-L underscore BTCP. So Washington, after two straight gutsy, ferocious wins, have new life in the 2022 season. But the question that remains for me still, despite the two-game winning streak, is this style of play sustainable for Washington? And do we think that this team has finally figured out its offensive identity? I've got an answer that might surprise you a bit next, right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Team 980 and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. The reason I'm laughing, I told our producer, Matty Ice, coming back, but I hate this song. I do. And I can be honest with my guys. Well, this is the type of working relationship that we have here. I'm just shocked because Ride With, ride with Me is like one of your catchphrases. Right. If you, Is this that song? If yeah. you want to go and take it from me. Nelly. Well, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. Burgundy and gold today here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. Washington coming off of two straight wins over the Chicago Bears and Sunday over the Green Bay Packers. And really the fortunes for this football team has changed here in the last 10 days. And it's it's astonishing. With Sunday's win, Washington has gone from 1-4 to 3-4 over the last 10 days. And now you got to go on the road and take on the subpar Indianapolis Colts. The only thing right now that's standing from in between Washington and a 500 record is Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger is the only thing, the only entity standing in the way of Washington ripping off three straight victories to get back to 500. And it's amazing and it's so much more fun to do this show when this team is winning. And there are things to build off of. There are. 
But the thing I'm trying to get to the bottom of right now is, yes, Washington has gone out and won two straight football games. My big question right now, though, we've admitted that they were ugly wins. Is this style of play sustainable for Washington? Is it sustainable? And then do we finally think this team has figured out its offensive identity? Because I remember coming on here three weeks ago asking that very question. What is Washington's offensive identity? They acquired Carson Wentz, gave up Buku Capital to, to acquire his services, and we all thought, based off of what we were told, that he was going to open up the vertical element of this passing game. So really, I thought that was going to be this team's identity. But the past two weeks, we found out that this team's identity is playing smash-mouth, whip-your-ass football. And they've done a pretty good damn job of it the last two weekends. The question that remains, though, for me, is that style of play sustainable for Washington? And when I say sustainable, I mean, can they win playing like this? Because it has not been pretty by any stretch of the imagination. It's not 2022 football that they're playing. We've reached a point right now where, no, I don't think the style of play is sustainable for Washington. And here's why. I haven't seen it consistently from this group. I don't think it's sustainable moving forward. They're leaning very heavily right now on the run, and they're trying to attack defenses through the air off of play action. Now, that is not a bad formula for success at all. That's, that's not why I, I don't have faith in the sustainability of this thing. That's not why. The reason why I don't have faith in it is playing that style of football leaves you with such little margin for error. And I have big questions about this group still on offense, despite the fact that they've won the past two football games. I still believe there are major question marks about the efficiency of this group moving forward. When you want to play this style of football that Washington's playing, you can't have penalties, right? They did a good job of that on offense against Green Bay. And because they weren't shooting themselves in the foot with the penalties, it led to their highest amount of rushing attempts on the season. Sunday against Green Bay, they ran the football 38 times for 166 yards. That's 4.4 yards per rush for my math whizzes out there. If they can cut down on the penalties, you saw it Sunday, it gives this team a chance. Now, let's just go back to Chicago, for instance. Another game in which they won playing this style of football. The big difference against Chicago was the penalties. Seven penalties for 36 yards. It's not about the penalties total. It's about the offensive penalties, holding penalties, things like that. Because when you're trying to be a team that relies heavily on the rushing attack and controlling time of possession, that style of play is predicated on playing mistake-free football on offense. The way they're playing right now, which I love, you must stay ahead of the chains, and you got to keep yourself in these manageable to easy to convert third down situations. They did that against Green Bay, and guess what? It led to them converting 7 of 16 on third down. Let's go back to a week prior, though, against Chicago, a game in which they scratched and clawed their way out of. 
you were two for 11 on third down against Chicago. Ultimately in a win, but you were two for 11. You cannot ignore that fact of the situation. Why were you two for 11 against Chicago? Why did you only score 12 points against Chicago? Because you weren't efficient on first and second down. That's what it's going to take on a week-to-week basis for this group to sustain this style of play. It's all fun when we win. I love it. Just like you all do. Feels a hell of a lot better coming in here after a win than it does after a loss. I just really have reason for concern. And my concern is can they play mistake-free football? Can they not commit drive-killing penalties on a week-in, week-out basis? And we got a seven-game sample size to this point. And through those seven games, the numbers tell you they're probably not going to be able to do that. Which is why, ultimately, I think this is not sustainable for this group. Against Chicago, one of the worst defenses in football, you went two for 11 on third down. All because you struggled on first and second down. And it's not because you didn't struggle on first and second down because of anything that Chicago was doing to you. You struggled on first and second down because of the holding penalties and the illegal formations. You shot yourselves in the foot constantly. And that's really been the theme of this year for Washington. Shooting themselves in the foot. Washington. Coming out of last week still is 24th in the National Football League in penalties per game. That's bottom eight in the entire league. They are not a disciplined club. You got to be disciplined to play this style of football. And I'm not oblivious to this. There are other teams across the National Football League playing this way. Look at the New York Giants. Saquon Barkley is the NFL's leading rusher right now. Saquon Barkley is carrying the New York Giants. But you know the big difference? Between the Giants and Washington? The Giants aren't some super penalized team. The Giants aren't having negative plays on first and second down with Saquon. Daniel Jones is protecting the football. There's so much that has to go right for you to play this style of football. It's another reason why I just feel like it's not really sustainable. Does it feel good in the short term? Hell yeah. We're winners. It's two straight games for you. You've gotten yourself right back in the thick of the NFC playoff picture. But the work's not done. You must continue to keep grinding away at this thing. Because although you won on Sunday, it was not pretty by any stretch of the imagination. There were points in that football game where offensively, specifically at the quarterback position, you tried to give this thing away. You did. Now, does that erase the performance of Taylor Heineke in the second half? No, it does not. But we have to be real at the end of the day with this thing, man. It seems to me, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It seems to me that Washington feels as if it's found their offensive identity. And they told us all offseason long. That four-game winning streak last year when they controlled time of possession – and was whipping people's ass up front, that's who they wanted to be. They wanted to be a running football team. That's fine. That's fine. But now you have to reassess your goals as a team, right? 
Look at the teams that have played in the Super Bowl. What are your goals for this franchise? Do you want to just be middle of the pack? Or do you want to ascend to being one of the top teams in the NFL? Right now, the New York Giants are showing you at 6-1, and one, it is very possible to play that style of football and win. The question is, though, is this style of play sustainable for Washington? And we're going to find out here in the coming weeks. They got another team this weekend in Indianapolis that on paper, they're pretty much better than. They should go to Indianapolis and take care of the Colts. They are more explosive offensively than the Colts. They have more weapons on the perimeter than the Colts. But you must continue to play mistake-free football if you are going to win this way. And that's where my biggest pause for concern is. Because I've been watching the same brand of football that you guys have been watching. For the past seven weeks, outside of Green Bay, so I'll say six weeks, for the past seven weeks, each and every week offensively, this team has had penalties that absolutely kill drives. They do. There's a reason why Washington is bottom four, bottom five in points per game. There's a reason for it. The penalties play a big part of it. This offensive line has struggled. And they're making too many self-inflicted mistakes. Beating themselves instead of letting the other team beat you. The good thing about all of this, though, like I said, it seems as if they found an offensive identity. That, that is a silver lining. That is something positive that you take away. But I still, I still have questions and concerns about this offense. Rightfully so. I do think that they found something in this running game, though. I think it's legit. 38 carries on Sunday for 166 yards, 4.4 yards a pop. You're able to do that. When you don't commit silly penalties. And for four quarters last weekend against Green Bay, Washington did a pretty damn good job of that. The question is, can you sustain that style of play moving forward? I want to go to the phones for this. 301-230-0980. Washington has ripped off two straight wins. They're doing it with their newfound offensive identity. This is a run-first football team. Two weeks in a row now, we've seen Washington run the ball 28 or more times. In those two weeks, they're 2-0. Is that style of play sustainable for the Washington Commanders? We'll hear from you guys next, right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. Coming up at 1 o'clock, Sam Fortier, Commander's Beat Writer for the Washington Post, is set to join the show to give us his opinion on the Commander's big win Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. And we'll ask him the same question we're asking you right now on the Team 980 listener lines. Is this style of play for Washington sustainable? It feels as if the last two weekends, this team has really honed in on running the football. And they've had success doing it. Last weekend, it only resulted in 12 points for you. This weekend, it results in 23 points for you. My question now 
Is this style of play sustainable for Washington? 301-230-0980. N-E-L-L underscore BTP is how you get at me on Twitter and Instagram. I gave the nugget earlier in the last segment. Washington did a hell of a job Sunday sticking to what works for them. And there is nothing wrong with that. You have to stay within yourself offensively. Scott Turner, for the past couple of weeks, has really gotten a bad rap for his unwillingness to stick to the running game. Well, he had no problem sticking to the running game on Sunday against Green Bay. Washington comes away with a win, and in the win, a season high in rushing attempts. 38 carries for 166 yards for Washington. That, right now, seems to be their best formula. My question is, is that style of play sustainable? I personally don't think it is, and here's why. When you play that style of ball, you have such little margin for error. And we've seen that this group, for some reason, one of the most penalized units in football, and when you have early down penalties that kill drives, it makes it hard to stick with a running game. When you're in second and 14, when you're in second and 15, it's hard to keep running the football because now you're putting yourselves in third and long situations. Washington this past weekend against Green Bay was 7 of 16 on third down. You know why? You know why? Because their average third down yards to convert was somewhere between 5 and 6.5. That's that's their recipe for success. But all of that happens because you didn't have the early down penalties. You didn't shoot yourselves in the foot. You didn't have too many negative plays on first and second down. The question is, is that Sustainable. We got full lines here. 301-230-0980. Let's knock them down here. Let's go to let's go to Essex and Fordsville. Essex, you're asking what's Hello. wrong with me. What what's hey, wrong with me? Why are you spilling all this negativity? You What do you mean I'm spewing negativity? Me? I'm not spewing negativity. I asked a question. Listen, Is this you, style of play sustainable? You listen, you've been asking them to run the ball, they're running the ball, they're winning. Football is blocking and tackling. I'm 75 years old. I played football years ago. Why are you spilling all this negativity? Essex, I don't agree with you, man, that I'm spewing negativity. All I asked was a simple question. Is this style of play sustainable? I'm not saying well, it for no reason. This is what you asked for. This is what you asked for. No, no, no. This ago. is not what I now asked for. This is, this is not what I asked for. I asked yes, for wins, yes. But how you win matters. Because at the end of the day, this isn't about just this season. It's about moving forward. If this is going to be this team's identity moving forward. You have to take one step at a time. Correct. Take one step at a time. I agree with you 110%. Be careful. You know, don't stop Stop all this negative stuff. We won. That's all that matters. I was at the game. Look, I'm, I'm as happy. As, bro, I'm a, I'm a fan just like you are. I'm just as happy as we won that you are. But I'm trying to get to the real. <laughs> I'm about X's and hey. O's. They won you. very sloppy. They got it done, though. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. And you, you, you must listen, be clearly missing what I'm saying. I agree with you. It doesn't matter how they win. All I'm asking, the only question that I'm asking is, is this style of play sustainable? 301-230-0980. Clearly, I got y'all in an uproar about this. I'm not trying to be negative here. I'm bringing you the facts, just how they are. This team averaged 4.4 yards a pop on Sunday. It smacked Green Bay in the mouth. There was nothing they could do about it. Is it sustainable, though? That's all I'm asking. 
0980-N-E-L-L underscore BTP is how you reach me on Twitter. Let's go to Paulie, who's in the 757 wants to tap in. Paulie, let's be reasonable here because you, a smart football man, fan, you, you understand what yeah, I'm saying, correct? You. Hey, man, you need a hug or something? I'm just asking a Come question. You, you <laughs> asked a question? Yes, you I did. A whole you went in a whole negative monologue about why physical football is not sustainable. Physical football is always sustainable. What's wrong with you, man? They didn't have no identity. That was the problem. They tried to just, because they had all these toys, they wanted to throw the ball around and play NASCAR football. Can't do that. They established something. Step one. Step one is establishing the run, and then you open up the office. It would be one thing if they were just trying to run the ball and they didn't have any weapons to work with after that. But they do. So they're establishing something, man. You come up here and talk about this is not sustainable because the penalties, this, this, that. And then on the second breath, you said, well, you know what? They only average three and a half, five to six yards because they didn't have. Well, which one you want, man? I'm presenting it to you how it is. What do you want me to ignore? The, I, I'm giving them credit. They were able to play that style of football. It's always sustainable. They're building something. It's not sustainable if you're going to have penalties. Did they have this, penalties last week? Well, now, let me, let me ask you this. How many well, offensive holding? How, how many offensive penalties did they have last week? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is it easier to get a holding penalty from running or pass blocking? It's not about whether it's easy or not. I'm not saying no, no, don't no, no, throw no. the football. What, what you you're missing what I'm saying. You're missing. Look, you're missing man, what I'm saying. Hey, what they did yesterday and, and the last against the Bears. The Bears that was an ugly game. That was that was a quarter. That's you know why it was the first time they came out. They were trying to. Paulie, and guess what? Up, guess man. what, Paulie? They ran the ball for 128 yards against Chicago. 4.6 yards a pop, matter. and they, they scored they, 12 they points. The they scored 12 points because you can't sustain that. Listen. 301-230-0980. I love Paulie. It's all love. But I'm saying all this, I'm saying what I'm saying for a reason. This weekend, they ran the ball 30 times for a buck 44. It's 4.4 yards a pop. They scored 23 points. What was the difference? They were able to keep the sticks moving all game long. Why is that? Because they didn't have the holding penalties, the false starts, the illegal formations. They didn't shoot themselves in the foot, so it made it possible for them to be in third and manageable throughout the entirety of this football game. That's how you convert 7 of 16 on third down. That's how you ultimately score 23 points. Should have been 26 points. Joey Sly misses a field goal. I'm saying all that to say this. Do you trust this team to play mistake-free football? That's really all it is. 301-230-0980. Let's go back to the phones here. Aaron in D.C. wants to tap in. What's going on, Aaron? Hey, how you doing? I'm good, man. How you? Right, so, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, a lot of the guys earlier have been trying to give you the business, so I'm not going to try to come hard like they were. What I'll say is is that, you know, with Chicago, we got to also take into account that that was a, a short week with them playing on Thursday with a real quick turnaround. I think having new offensive linemen, it's a little bit easier for them to focus on uh, blocking for the running game versus trying to catch guys in a, in a passing game. And we don't have a quarterback, buddy. Also, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I do. So that that's still another question, though. I think that we can win for right now, but are we going to go in the playoffs and blow out Buffalo with this style? Most likely not. Or Kansas City? Most likely not. But can we get, you know, nine, ten wins playing this way? I think we can with our defensive front four, with Chase coming back. 
those guys being rested, they're like a totally different defense when we play this way. So I think that that's our strength right now, and that's mainly our identity. It's not going to be passing. It's going to be running and playing solid defense. So I think we can get to nine, ten wins playing this way. Yeah, I appreciate the call, man. Look, that's really the answer to the question. Is it sustainable? Now, when I say sustainable, I mean for the duration of the season. Obviously, we're not looking past, looking into next year already. It's too soon to do that. Is it sustainable with the remaining games on your schedule? That's all I'm trying to figure out. And when I ask that question, it's more so about do you trust them to play mistake-free football? Yes, the running game has been great. What allows you to continue to run the football, though, is when you play mistake-free. Because guess what? If you get a holding penalty on a first down run and now you're in second and 20 and you get a five-yard handoff on a run, now you're in third and 15. Now you're about to punt the football. Now you're in an obvious passing situation. It's just X's and O's, people. It's not rocket science. That's why the question is legitimate. And you got to really think about this. Do you trust this team to play that style of mistake-free football? That's it. 301-230-0980 is how you get with me. N-E-L-L underscore BTP on Twitter. Let's go to let's go to Jonesy, who's in Greenbelt, wants to tap in. What's going on, Jonesy? Lanell. What's going on, the man? The answer to that whole question is, hell no, man. <laughs> I mean, when, when Michael Parsons out there and the, the, the Marcus lost, then you're talking about Fletcher Cox and Philly. Is it sustainable? No. Because they're going to put you in deep situations where as though you're going to have to throw. Yep. That, I mean, what, right, I mean, I don't know what nobody else is looking at, and I don't, I don't, I don't understand whether or not folk forgot stuff like last year. I listened to somebody come on this radio I haven't heard in a long time yesterday, and that dude was right. That dude is iron. That's my boy right there, and he called it for what it's worth. I was like, okay, he saw last year, and okay, believe it or not, it, it, there's nothing different this year. So what makes you think that he's going to really do anything to help sustain what we got going on now? I mean, right now, I mean, we, I mean, we just got smoke in a bag for what we got going on. But that's not <laughs> not sustainable over the rest of the year. Right. So, I mean, so you know what you're talking about, man. And what everybody else is talking about, I don't know. They, they, they sleep watching TV or something. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I appreciate the call, Jonesy. 301-230-0980 is the number here on the Team 980 listener lines. Coming up at the top of the hour, 1 o'clock, Sam Fortier of the Washington Post is set to join the show. We'll ask him the same exact question. Washington, the past two weekends, have won ugly. Last weekend against Green Bay, it was a little bit different. You didn't commit the penalties. You allowed yourself to be able to stick with the rushing attack. Is that style of play sustainable for Washington? We got four lines here. We're knocking through your calls next, right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Team 980 and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Youngest in charge movement here with you this afternoon on the Burgundy in Gold today, the new midday show here in the DMV. The best commander's coverage in town, the combination of myself, the DOC, Rick Doc Walker, and the legend, Scott Jackson, 
here with you each and every weekday, 12 to 3, right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. Topic at hand right now. It's very simple. Washington, offensively, has found their identity here in the past two weekends. You've averaged about five yards a pop two weeks in a row. You've run the ball 28-plus times two games in a row. In return, in the last 10 days, this team has gone from 1-4 and four to 3-4. and four. The question for me, can they sustain this style of play? When I hit the phones here, 301-230-0980. I've kind of told you what I think already. I don't think it's a sustainable style of play, and here's why. The reason that they've been able to do that the last two weekends, the penalties have dropped. And I won't even say the last two weekends. Sunday against Green Bay was the first time all season pretty much that we saw Washington not have drive-killing penalties on a consistent basis. Sunday against Green Bay was the most efficient we've seen Washington all year on third down. 7-16, that number is only for one reason. You're having positive plays on first and second down. You're not shooting yourselves in the foot on a consistent basis. My question out there to y'all, is this style of play sustainable for Washington? Let's go to Little. What's happening? What's going on, Little? Hey, hey, hey. What's what's up, big fella? Man, they give me a rough time this morning, man. Man, I think I don't know hey, ball, look, man. I need to know who they're talking to, man. Y'all just a charge move. Let me explain. Let me explain what they're trying to tell you, what they're trying to get across the table. And there. What it is now, the offensive line, they're beginning to get an adamant demeanor. That means they know which way to go now. They didn't play together for, for a while now, man. They become, they're getting some kind of cohesiveness going on. If you notice, the defensive linemen that they'll be playing, they now get, the defensive get, linemen are getting holding calls on the other side of the ball. That's because they can't control us. Well, like, like Doc say, when we get the big fellas moving forward, man, we got some good, we got some big boys up there, man. I agree with so you. I love, that, the, I love that style got, of play. They, 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 now, here's what my man down 757 trying to tell you. It's more percentage of you running the ball, not getting the holding call, than you dropping back passing. So now we got we got man, look, we got about five guys that man, how do you can run the ball? We can we can we can I, read I, 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 I agree with that. I agree with that hey, wholeheartedly, little. Listen, listen to this though, let me, right? Let, let, let if y'all really line, let me get go ahead, go ahead. Let me say one more thing. We got my man running the ball, and then we gonna bring that big that big quarterback in that play tight. That we that we put in we put it. I forgot. See, I'm. So I'm old school. We're going to bring that big boy in there and once in a while hand that ball off. Man, we can really flip this thing around. And I, and I truly believe what my man Iron said. We can really run the table, man. Wow. Well, 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 that's, that's, hey, man, that's some crazy hey, look, talk. You heard it from Little. Well, look. If we, it, from, look ain't no crazy talk. You heard it from Little. If it comes true, it man, comes true. Going. I'm a fan just like y'all are. I appreciate the call, Little. If, if we do end up running the table, I'll be the first one on Pennsylvania Avenue, bucket naked, celebrating. Because that's what deserves to happen. That's what deserves to happen. If this team runs the table, I mean, crazy things should happen. It might start snowing. But what I'm trying to say is, you all are smart, smart, smart football fans, right? You understand why this team won on Sunday. To say it was all about the running game is only a half truth. When you don't shoot yourselves in the foot, it allows you to run the football. How the hell are you going to run the football on second and 20? That's not The analytics don't add up with that. And I'm not even an analytics dude. But if you're in second and 20 because you had a holding call on first down and you run the ball on second and 20, guess what you're likely going to be in? Third and long. Third and 10. Third and 11. This team 
with Carson Wentz at quarterback, with uh, Taylor Heineke at quarterback, cannot consistently convert third and longs. Point blank. We've seen it all year long. Every time this team has gotten into a third and eight plus situation, they crumble for a multitude of reasons. The quarterback, the play call, the offensive line. But mostly it's the offensive line. Because guess what? When you're in a third and eight plus, that is an obvious passing situation. We all know the strength of this offensive line is run blocking. When you're shooting yourselves in the foot, having penalties on first and second down, you can't run the ball on third down. And guess what that allows teams to do? Pin their ears back and go get the damn quarterback. The style of play is sustainable only if you play mistake-free football. And we saw that the past two weeks. That's what we've seen. Mistake-free football. And i got to keep correcting myself here because it hasn't been the past two weeks. We saw it on Sunday for the first time all year. We saw them play mistake-free football. That's why you were able to convert seven of 16 third downs. That's why you won the football game. Because at the end of the day, if you're not converting third downs, you can't score. 301-230-0980 is the number on the Team 980 listener lines. Is this style of play sustainable for Washington? The past two weekends, they've run the ball 28-plus times, over 140 yards in both of these games. Against Chicago, it only adds up to 12 points. Against Green Bay, it turns into 23 points. Really should have been 26 if Joey Sly makes the field goal. The big difference in those two games was the penalties. Do you trust Washington to play mistake-free football so they can sustain this style of play? Let's go to Roy in Brunswick once tapping. What's going on, Roy? Hey, man. Awesome show as always. Appreciate you, man. I mean, you hit it, especially with Heineke now and his arm. They they can't be behind schedule and behind down and distance. But I will say, I don't think enough was made about like the defense's performance against Aaron Rodgers. Oh, 100%. Who checks out of who checks out of bad plays? I mean, over six on on third down, under forty yards, giving up rushing and, and the time of possession. But um, honestly, with I think Carson Wentz's worst flaw was all of his and Turner's flaw was you know all of your guys are yak guys, so. You know, even with Dotson and, and Logan Thomas will be coming back, you got to roll uh, Heineke out and just throw these little two to three yard passes. I mean, Dotson, McLaren, you've got two backs that catch really well. So, um, if you know, even on passing downs, if you're working a lot of that east to west stuff to wear them down, you got McKissick that can run off tackle and catch. I think that's what Wentz's problem was: is, is Turner and him were too. Um, excited about finally having a big arm, and there was a lot of stuff underneath. And, you know, you saw this last week with these six- to seven-minute drives. That wasn't an accident or coincidence. It's because Heineke was taking what was there underneath and, you know, throwing a two-yard ball and getting six to seven yards, and then it's second and third. And when you can – when you got a mobile quarterback and you're in a down a distance where you can pass or run, I think that's how you're going to sustain drives. And, you know, you get Logan Thomas back, you get Diami Brown and Dotson back – and then in a couple of weeks, you get Chase Young back where you can get some real pressure with four. You're finally playing complimentary football. Um, if you ever get some return yards, you've got a complete <laughs> team. You know, if you ever get some return yards on flipping the field as often as this defense does, I don't know how – I wanted to ask you, I don't know how Diami Brown or Curtis Samuel hasn't been starting to take over kicks and punts. I don't know how long you can net zero on that and, and still do the same thing over and over again. It seems crazy with all the speed you have. I appreciate the call, my man. Look. I, I completely I completely agree with it. You're 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 leaving yourself 
Very little margin for error. Let's go to Twitter here because Paul, Paulie found something that I, that I said incorrect. How do you get a holding penalty on first down than second and 20? Clearly, I meant first and 20, Paulie. Let's not be, let's not be remedial here, brother. You understand what I'm saying 110%. Anybody on the line understands what I'm saying 110%. The early down penalties stopped this team from running the football with any type of consistency early on in the year. And like Roy just said, it's about complementary football. Against Dallas, they also had success running the football. But guess what killed them against Dallas? The penalties. And then defensively, you couldn't get off the field when it mattered. When, it, when this team gets behind, you're not able to run the ball with any type of consistency. When this team gets behind the sticks, you're not able to run the ball with any type of consistency. That's why I raised the question, is the style of play sustainable? And that's, that's really all it is here. 301 230 0980. Let's go to Phil in DC. Once tapping, what's going on, Phil? Ew. Stop at a Seven Eleven for some Tylenol after listening to some of these fans. <laughs> I swear we can be the most disgraceful fan base in the NFL. You, the, the simple answer, unfortunately, is no. Um, while I think it would be great, and, and I want to see Jonathan Williams in there too. I want to see four backs, forty carries a game between McKissick and the rest of the guys. And we can win games. The only problem is, is that no matter if we go to uh, Indy and win, and if we if we can go come home and take down Kirk, it doesn't matter. We started another season one and four, mm. one and five. If anybody else looking at the NFC East records, I said it in the beginning of the season of my buddy. We get to five and five, we can win five of the last seven games. Unfortunately, nine or ten wins will not get us a wild card this year. I still think Ron's got to go. I don't care how many times uh, we run the ball and win this year. I want Ron gone. Yeah, I appreciate the call, man. We got to get to the top of the hour here. Sam Fortier of the Washington Post is set to join us next. We'll ask him this exact same question. Does he think this style of play is sustainable for Washington? I've already told you what I think. We'll get a few more calls in here before we go to the break. Quick yes or no's here. Do you think this style of play for Washington is sustainable? Let's go to Steven who wants to tap him. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, man. Hell no. <laughs> I appreciate the call, Stephen. 301-230-0980. Is the style of play for Washington sustainable here? Let's go to Chuck, who's in South Carolina. What's going on, Chuck? What's up, man? Hey, the, the style is sustainable. That's the winning formula, man. It's been the winning formula all season long, even against Philly. Philly, we held Philly to 24 points, all scored in the first half. Yep. If we run the ball, you give your offensive line, a, that's their strength. Their strength is running the ball. They're physical. I'm glad, Chuck, Chuck I'm, glad you br- I'm glad you brought up the Philly game because in that game, Washington, before they got down in that game, was averaging five yards a pop. Antonio Gibson was getting big yes. hits in the running game. But the difference in the Philly game, right. though, is, bro, they got behind the chains consistently with the penalties. Okay, but and listen, then you got listen, down 24 nothing. Out. It's hard just to run the ball out. when you're down three scores. Out. You got the mic. Go ahead. You have the mic all day. Just hear me out, okay, please. This is all I'm saying. In that Philly game, think about it. That game could turn any way. If Ron makes that challenge call, then we go up first. That's all I'm saying. I'm talk- We're talking about right now. Those coaches, they went back, they looked at the film, and they realized, that this offense is – I understand we got all these shiny new pieces, all these wide receivers, fast and whatever, and you just want to throw it everywhere. Like Sunday against Green Bay, Taylor Heineke threw the ball 14 times in the first half. 
and most of the time it was out of the no back. Why? When they can't stop the run, hasn't nobody showed me that they can stop our run? If we run that football, you can do whatever you want to do. And that ain't just in the NFL. That's on every level, man. Come on. You said you know football, then you should know that. It's sustainable because that's our identity. If we run the ball, our defense is going to hold, our, and it limits the other teams. Let me ask you this, Chuck, because you're, you're, you're I mean, making it a stupid point. For the, of, yeah. the teams, of the teams that have been in the Super Bowl the last five to seven yeah. years, have any of those teams yeah. been a run-first football team? Okay, let me ask you a question. Does that really matter? You don't have. It to does. Be, I'm not saying. Look, I under, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not limiting the importance of the trenches. I completely understand how important offensive line and defensive line play is. There's a reason the left tackle is one of the highest paid players in the sport because of his importance to the passing game and the quarterback. This is a quarterback driven league. You cannot go anywhere with no quarterback. Which at the end of the day, if we're so gonna have a Patrick Mahomes. Do I think we could pass the ball with Taylor Heineke with consistency? No, I don't. Why Why? Why not? Why not? Did if you not see the first the half against Green Bay? He was terrible. He tried to single-handedly throw us out of the – it has nothing to do with play no. calling, man. I appreciate the call. If anyone's going to call in here and try to defend Taylor Heineke's play from the first half against Green Bay, you're smoking something. He literally single-handedly tried to throw us out of that football game. And against Indianapolis – if they don't drop the four interceptions that he should have thrown in the first half, you can't run the ball. You can't run the ball down two possessions. You can't run the ball when you're turning it over. That's why I say the style of play ultimately isn't sustainable. Sam Fortier of the Washington Post is going to join the show next. We'll ask him the exact same question. Do you think this style of play is sustainable for Washington? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.